0: Welcome back to the Effort Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Fernando Flores on the show. Now, Fernando and I have known each other for many years, and this episode actually originally aired about three years ago. I found it to be so impactful from a customer service perspective that I wanted to reshare it for those of you who haven't heard this episode. Now, for those of you who don't know Fernando, Fernando is the general manager of the Waldorf Astoria Los Cabos Pedregal, and it is one of the finest hotels in the world it's been ranked by travel and leisure world's best award every year since 2016 it's had every award you could think of and their customer experience there is light years ahead of anything else i've ever experienced at a hotel but i had to sit down with fernando and ask him what are the secrets what are the things that you're doing to develop your team and so today we talk about customer service and creating the number one resort in mexico and i think that. If you're looking for a resort to go to in Mexico, especially in Cabo, you got to go check them out. But I think that Fernando just embodies everything that I think of when it comes to a leader who cares, who's creating a culture, whose attention to detail is on point. And I think for any gym owner, for any business owner that listens to this episode or this podcast, this is a must listen. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I'd enjoy seeing down Fernando. I cannot wait to see him again to record another episode without any further ado, if you like this episode, let us know. Hit us up on social, leave us a rating, leave us a review. But let's learn a lot from Fernando Flores on customer service because he knows it better than anybody else. Let's get into it. How'd you get started in the resort of Pedregal? How'd you get started in the hospitality industry? And what laid your foundation to ultimately build the, the most successful or one of the most successful hotels? In uh, in Mexico.
1: Thank you very much, Jason. It is a pleasure to be with he- with you here. And uh, as you mentioned, you've stayed with us and your family, and <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you back. Uh, I started in the hospitality industry when I was a a young kid. I was about 13 years old. My parents had a restaurant, and I was a busboy at the restaurant. And one of my younger brothers, he was helping out in the kitchen. And ever since I was a kid, and I remember helping out in the restaurants and seeing customers live happy, see families, uh, some of them coming back for a second, for a third time, that gave me a lot of joy. Uh, eventually, I went on and graduated as a biomedical engineer. Uh, we well, took a
0: took a shift there, huh? Uh, quite a shift. Uh,
1: I always loved math, so I was always between engineering or medicine, my, my grandfather was a doctor. So I chose a discipline that combines both engineering and medicine and I wanted to change people's life or people's quality of life through technology. And uh, I worked a few years in hospitals and then uh, I decided that there was something missing in my life, uh, I met a, a, a girl back then, now we've been married for 17 years. And it's funny because one day I'm at a hospital and I'm working and she calls me and she says, Fernando, I need to talk to you. I have some news. I'm driving to her home and on on my way to her home, uh, I have a car accident. Uh, luckily, nothing serious happened. But she comes where I was and she tells me, Fernando, you know, we want to get married. We want to travel the world. Uh, someone just called me. They are opening a hotel in Los Cabos. They are looking for waiters. Why don't we just give it a try? Let's go to Los Cabos. Let's start a new life. Let's start a new chapter. We can save money. We can travel. And you know, at that point I I looked at my life and I decided to make the change. Next day I showed up work. Told my boss I was quitting. He thought I was crazy. He said, Really? You're gonna leave? You're gonna go and and become a waiter? And I say, yes, I am going to start a career in hospitality.
0: (laughs) So you left, uh, I would assume, relatively high paying, uh, you know, job utilizing your degree and just left and came to be a waiter in Cabo San Lucas.
1: That is correct. That was about 18 years ago. The (laughs) first hotel that I ever worked at uh, was uh, Hilton Los Cabos. I was part of the pre-opening team. Uh, I was uh, a waiter at the main restaurant. My girlfriend at the time now wife she was a cocktail cocktail waitress and it was great Uh, that's when I realized that I had a passion for service and that I I could make a change I could make a change in people's life through service so this became my career and I never looked back and I worked my way up until one day I became a general manager.
0: Wow so you know for everybody listening right now whether you're in the CrossFit space whatever space you're in, I could say with 100% confidence, I, I travel personally, I travel over a hundred days a year and I stay at all different types of resorts. And I could say with 100% confidence, the service level that you guys bring here is the highest I've ever seen. And so what I'm really curious about is how you keep as a general manager here, how you keep quality from the management all the way down to the people that are cleaning your rooms, to whatever is going on. Because at this resort, when you walk down a walkway and there's anybody, they always do the same thing. They step to the side, they greet you, they know your name. You've almost like Googled everybody to understand exactly what they even like before they even say they even like it. And so what I'm curious about is how'd you guys get to this point? So before when you were, you were food and beverage manager, then you kind of worked your way up and you became manager when the resort switched over ownership from Capella, who's the management company to being independent. At that time, what you were saying earlier was that the resort went through some, some tough times. What I'm curious about is as the manager, how did you get the confidence back from the community and then get the confidence back for the team and where the vision was you guys are going? Because you were originally part of the Capella brand. You then got rid of the Capella brand. What happened then? And can you tell us what you learned For anybody that's looking for a rebrand or perhaps they're going through a tough time in their business, what did you learn from that experience when you became manager and you had to go through that change?
1: Thank you, Jason. Well, I have the the honor of being in this property since day one. I was part of the pre-opening team, so I'm going to turn 11 uh, next month. And out of the 480 colleagues that we have, by the end of the year, 65 of us will be turning either 10 or 11 years. So that (laughs) tells you that we have a very high retention, the lowest turnover in the destination. Uh, and that is really because of the culture. And it it always starts with selecting the right talent. You know, we take a lot of time uh, selecting the people that uh, not necessarily have the experience, but that they have the attitude. I want people that, you know, when you're talking to them, you know, they look to you in the, ra- in the eyes. They are smiling. You can feel their warmth that they are genuine, because at the end of the day, this business is all about emotions, about making emotional connections. It's about uh, teamwork. You know, we have amazing uh, colleagues, but at the end of the day, we're, we're one team. So it doesn't matter if you're heart of the house, you're front of the house, we're all working towards the same objectives. So we opened back in 2008. Back then, as you remember there was a financial crisis in the world so it was uh not the easiest time to be opening a, a hotel back then uh, we were part of a brand called capella and you know we worked very hard we very quickly became the flagship of of the company uh, by 2014 we had been ranked the number one hotel in mexico by travel and leisure then we had hurricane Odeal. deal so We had to shut down the resort for about five months. And while we were closed, uh, ownership decided to become independent. So we became the resort of Pedregal and I became the general manager. And at that point, uh, like you say, it, it, it was times of challenges because some of our customers, they were concerned with the change. You're becoming independent. What does that mean? Are you gonna retain your people? Are you gonna have the same level of service? And I think all of that is those are valid questions. Yeah, and the same happens with the travel partners. So yeah. ownership, which you know, we had great owners that always had taken care of the people, you know, they gave me the the opportunity to create a new identity working with our key managers. So we had a, a couple of sessions off-site with my key managers where we created our new new vision and mission. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what we're doing here is creating unforgettable moments, unforgettable connections with a team of professionals that inspire and support each other in the pursuit of excellence. So we create our identity. I start traveling with my sales team, uh, visiting our travel partners and telling them that we have the same team, that we have the same people, that now as an independent, we can be more creative. We're more flexible. And I'm asking them to give us an opportunity to show them that really the resort is better than ever. So we start working very hard. We have a very uh, intense training program because well, I, I believe that it's success it's, it's, how, it's training.
0: How many managers, though, not to cut you off, but I, this is curious, because I, I mean, on, on a piece of paper here in front of us, I mean, you know your vision, the mission, you know what you want to do. You know where you want to go. How, I think that at least speaking for myself, for our organization, I wish we had done a better job clearly communicating what that looked like when we rebranded from NorCal CrossFit to NC Fit. That was something we really learned the hard way. When you guys did this, what made you realize you had to go off site? How many people did you bring together? And did you know, how did you know the team was really on board with where you wanted to go? I mean, what types of things did you do to ensure you have the right people in the room to create that that vision moving forward? I'm curious. Like, were those yes. people that had been there for a while? I mean, what type of hurdles did you have to overcome? Because that's really tough. Because there's a lot of change going on. You change the ownership, and then again, well, the, the,
1: the ownership never uh, changed. The management company changed. Correct. We had the same ownership throughout. That they always have been very supportive of the people. So ownership decided to become independent so the brand leaves but we had the same ownership and at that time we had the same team mm-hmm. team members that I have worked since day one that makes some of easier. them they've been with us also since since day one so we had the executive committee about seven members and about 30 key managers and uh, you know at the end of the day we are the leaders and we are the ones that need to be driving the vision and the mission and we are the ones that create the energy that flows through all of the levels of the organization and we are the ones that need to inspire the people so my role as a channel manager is to come every day for my people i'm here to serve them what can i do for them i want to make them better professionals and hopefully you know better human beings better fathers better sons uh, I want to have an impact on people's life. And that is also what my leaders do every day, you know, spreading that uh, that energy, that enthusiasm, training, keeping the team focused. Uh, so I was mentioning that, you know, I, tra- I start traveling at the early stages of the resort at Pedregal. We gain back the trust of the travel partners. And then two sa- 2017, you know, after a lot of work. We started the year receiving the five stars for the hotel from Forbes Travel Guide, which is by far the biggest accolade, the biggest honor in the industry, achieving the five stars. Then we achieved the number one hotel in Mexico by Travel and Leisure Reader's Choice Award. Second time in in our history, because we had achieved that with Capella, better but the first time as as an independent hotel, and that, clearly told the story that the resort was better than ever 2018 comes and we achieved the five stars also for the spa uh, becoming the only hotel in Los Cabos to have the double five stars one of two in Mexico Uh, and you know all of that is is because of the people because of the culture we created of respect uh, of empowerment our employees are empowered if A guest encounters a difficulty we own that problem and if a guest has an issue and they tell us about it for us it's gold because it allows us to turn their experience around if there's an incident and they don't tell us and they leave they might never come back right so we want to make sure that uh, we are reliable that we deliver consistent service and look at the end of the day we're not perfect but if something goes wrong We do want to be perfect resolving any issue.
0: And so, you know, as a, as a frequent guest of your hotel and you know, you, you, you shared with us how at one point you went through a challenge, you brought the team together on this mission, this vision you executed. And the proof is in this third party saying, Hey, we validate that you guys have done a great job here. are your five stars. So tell me when you're hiring people, I mean, I could tell just from knowing you for a while, you truly embody this idea of hospitality. You embody this idea of making an impact on your people and then them making an impact on your guests. Now, how do you identify key talent? How do you identify these people you want to bring on? Because what does your onboarding process look like? Because for, for us, for example, as a gym, we identify talent that's passionate about fitness and we train them through a protocol. What does your protocol look like? Because I've never experienced anybody who keeps it as consistent as you do. And so how long is that process? I'm just curious. Certainly.
1: Well, as I mentioned, we, we take a lot of time on the selection process, selecting the individuals that have the talents that we're looking for. And, you know, for that, you're going to have an interview starting with the supervisor and then with the manager and then with the director. And then at the end of the day, I get to interview every single individual. You do? Yes. That's the last interview because I want to make sure that again, they are aligned with the values and I want to make sure that they that I see that passion in the team members. And, you know, we've created a, a wonderful team. We are really a family and I want to make sure that every single new member, you know, lives with that vision and, and mission that we've created. Uh, so once we hire them, then they go through an orientation process where we teach them about our identity, our values, our mission, vision, our standards. And then we start to train them. So usually we take uh, a couple of weeks before they can even have that interaction with the guests so that they learn you know, the process and the systems. Uh, so you really prepare them uh, and then they are able to do the job. We also do a lot of uh, cross-training uh, between departments. And, and like I mentioned, at the end of the day, we're one team. You know, you can be working at the front desk, you can be a housekeeper, a, a gardener. Everyone is as important for the success of the organization. And you know, you've seen uh, the comments from our guests. If you go into TripAdvisor, they are going to mention uh, employees' name. You know, because they never forget what we make them feel, and they. No Gino patrick Fernanda, viridiana livia isaac it's It's all about the people we're in a in an industry that we work with with emotions and and our biggest asset is really the team how many employees four hundred and eighty uh, and every colleagues. one of them,
0: every single colleague here you personally met with before you were hired
1: Most of them because i've been the general manager for oh four years. I started as director of food and beverage. So, uh, you know, I can tell you, I mean, I know all of, all of my team members. Uh, I might not have interviewed all of them because I was not but, the general manager but, back then. At
0: your current job at GM, any new hire has to Any come to new you.
1: hire, I want to have the opportunity wow. to meet with them. And, you know, I want to give them my time also wow. to answer any questions uh, because at the end of the day, I'm here to serve my people. And, you know, when I was growing up uh, in this industry, uh, I, you know, I've had great mentors and also I've learned what not to do. And there were certain things that I said, when I am a general manager, I am going to be someone that is there for their people. And, you know, we've been through many accolades and awards but also we've stayed together through the challenges. And that's really what makes a family. And like I say, I'm I'm here to serve my team and to serve my guests.
0: So I think for anybody listening who's an owner, a uh, manager, I mean, I'm picking up a lot from this conversation primarily because in our organization, for example, if we hire someone new at the front desk. It's not that that person to me is not important. They're very important. They're the first person that greets them. It's just, I look at it as my role that, I'm not hiring or firing that person, so maybe I don't need to be involved in that process because they have a manager. And but I mean, listening to you speak on this, I think it goes both ways. One is you show that you, you care, right? You care about each person that's coming on the team, and you're giving them an open microphone to ask you any questions that they might have. And so that's that's really a, a, a very um, no. That's a very interesting point, right? That whether it's the person who cleans the room or the gardener you want to meet with them and give them the opportunity because you might not after that maybe you don't run into them for a little bit and maybe they had something they wanted to talk to you about
1: and they appreciate trust me I get a lot of comments of uh, new hires saying wow I've, I've never met with the channel manager yeah. uh, in my selection process and thank you and I always say no thank you for your time thank you for being here and welcome to the family I yeah. think that is So important because it just sets the tone. It sets the organization for success because then, you know, there's that excitement. There is that pride of, wow, now I'm part of this amazing family. And, uh, you know, it's showing everyone at every level that we are all equally important for the success of our organization.
0: So looking at your organization and recognizing that you guys are doing things x. exceptionally well what other items so it sounds like the onboarding process you identify people and take you take a while right you're, you're relatively specific you you seem like you have a good training protocol that lasts weeks right which is really valuable and but what other things do you think you do on an ongoing basis because right now we just celebrated um i know you're at 11 but you celebrated a 10-year anniversary and last night you had a big uh fourth july event and I probably saw maybe 60, 70, maybe even 80 people work in that event. I, maybe I'm off, but I mean, these guys are all marching to the same tone and they're all, and I saw a pre-meeting before the event. So what type of things are you doing on a regular basis like that to make sure everybody's executing like on a micro level? Because before the event happened, I saw them all huddle. Yes. And then you also had a 10 year anniversary party where you invite all the staff to come And you told me something that kind of lasted with me was that you're always the last person there. So how often are you having these big events, big functions? How often are you doing these small ones? And what's unique about that? And what impact does that have on your business?
1: Certainly. Well, we do have daily lineups every day at all of the departments of the hotel. We have a lineup where we are reviewing our vision, our mission. We review one standard per day all of the team members get to talk about it, get to express their feelings. We also, you know, of course, review the the arrivals that we're having in. We review any incident that we had with a guest. Uh, we also are reviewing any special preference. So look, at the end of the day, all we have is today. So we're coming in today to deliver the best service that we can and you know we have great accolades and for me that that is just a reference i mean yes we were ranked the number one hotel in mexico at travel and leisure but that is a reference we're coming in today for today's success so daily lineup it is very very important uh yesterday you uh, you mentioned that yesterday we had our anniversary celebration the day before we had one special celebration for our staff we typically have about two gatherings per year, you know, the Christmas party. And along with my executive committee, we're always the last ones to leave because we want to make sure that, you know, after every had a wonderful time, that everybody gets home uh, safely. Uh, but it's just those details that you do on a daily basis that build your success. And also the daily training. On a daily basis, we're training on all of the different areas, in engineering, in housekeeping, and we have training in English, and we have training in Spanish, and we have our Forbes training. Because what makes a great team, it is not luck. Mm. What we've achieved is not a matter of luck. It's a matter of hard work, consistency. Every day. Every day. You keep focused, and you drive the vision every day.
0: What I love what you said is that, that these are accolades that may help get people here, but every day it could be your last, like meaning every day we, we have a saying in our business where it's like, we have to basically renew our members every day because they're on a monthly contract. And sometimes people think like, oh, I renew them every month when they pay their bill. But every day, if they have a bad experience, they're never coming back. That is correct. And so when you say that you do development every day, I'm really curious about this and how this could relate to other industries because we do development with our team. But I'm curious how you do this. So when you say you do a daily lineup, every employee lines up together or is it in the individual? In the
1: different departments. In the different departments. So front desk will have their own lineup. Concierge has their own lineup, housekeeping, and on the different shifts. Because at the end of the day, we run a 24-hour business. So even on the overnight shift, they have a, a daily lineup. Right. So there's probably about 20, 25 lineups throughout the day. Starting from seven o'clock, and probably the last one is about midnight or one o'clock in the morning with the overnight shift.
0: But you said something I want to just pinpoint out. You said we don't only talk about you know new arrivals and concerns and this and that. I get that that makes sense to me. But you said one thing where you pick a topic to discuss for that day. So can you tell me more about that? So basically, every day you identify a different topic. Is that the way it works? We have
1: fifteen service standards. So. Every day we are reviewing a different standard. So Monday we go with standard number one, and then that's how we go, and then we start all over. So we're constantly refreshing our <laughs> wow. identity, our standards, because it's not something that you read the day that we hire you and then you forget about it. No. Um, and not only do we review it on a daily basis, we have it printed and we carry these in our pockets. So,
0: so I'm looking at, obviously, you guys are hearing this on audio, but I'm looking at like a trifold, basically um, laminated piece of paper. That's about a business card size, but it's multiple folded. And it has the mission, the vision on it. It also has these 15 key service components. And so basically twice a month, you touch base on each one. That is correct. Wow. That's really cool. So th-
1: that uh, helps having everyone aligned on the company's objectives. And, you know, this is what we do every day. We are living and breeding our service culture.
0: And that is a, that is a major tool for you. And th-
1: that is our major tool. This is our identity. This is who we are. And at the end of the day, uh, we're not just doing a job here. I mean, we're coming in to, pers- to create wonderful connections, to have a positive impact, not only with our guests, but with our team members and the community,
0: guys, if you're not listening to this and getting inspired to increase the level of service of your business, I don't know what to tell you because I'm fascinated by this right here this this trifold um, and the consistency and the daily daily development daily I mean to your point it's this consistency that matters right and this is really really um this is getting me just man, what could we be doing better I hope I hope you guys all feel that same way so Fernando, you've, you've, you've led the charge. You've created something very beautiful here with your team. And what does the future look like? What's the next thing on your horizon that you're excited about for the hotel? Because for anybody listening, if you're getting ready for a honeymoon, a birthday, any celebration, you have to come to the resort at Pedregal. You have to, I mean, it's mandatory. Hey, I come say hi to our friend Fernando here. Now tell me what, what can people look forward to? What's the next step?
1: Yes. Well, we're very excited. Just, uh, Recently, uh, we announced that we have new ownership, Walton Street Capital. They are coming in with a long-term vision for the property. They value the people as the most valuable asset. So that is very, very exciting for us. And we are going to convert the resort uh, and become the first Waldorf Astoria in Mexico. Uh, This conversion is going to happen later in the fall. We're going to convert to Waldorf Astoria Los Cabos Pedregal, and that is something very exciting because I know now that with this brand, with Hilton Group and Waldorf Astoria, we're going to take the resort to an even higher level. So that is very, very excited. Uh, I'm going to be staying on as the general manager, and so is the rest of my team. So we're very excited to start a new chapter uh, with Waldorf Astoria.
0: I love it. Well, guys, um, for more information about the resort at Pedregal, it's obviously in Cabo San Lucas. If they want more information about your resort or if they want to book it, should they just go to the resort at Pedregal.com? That
1: is correct. The, that resort, is correct, Jason. At pedregal. the resort at Pedregal.com. And as I mentioned, uh, most likely by the fall, uh, September of October, we're going to be converting to Waldorf Astoria. But we will be sharing uh, more news on that uh, okay. very soon.
0: Yeah. And let the reception know when you talk that you heard it here on the Business of Fitness podcast with Jason. And uh, I'm sure they'll do something special for you. They always do something special for us. They always take care of us. And um, Fernando, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down. I think that you had some remarkable things to say. You're a guy who lives by the code. You're you're about hospitality and it shows here. It, the proof is in the pudding. The, what I'm looking at right here in front of me with this card just tells you that you're making small daily incremental steps towards where you want to go. And it doesn't happen overnight. And that's what I'm gathering from this conversation, which is really powerful. You can hire the right people, but if you're not daily developing them, you're going to basically be staying where you're at. And you guys want to continue to raise the bar every single day. So super cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Guys, check out the resort at Pedregal. And um, we'll look forward to talking again soon about what the, what the transfer of ownership looks like and how, what you learned from that experience
1: absolutely thank you very much jason it's always a pleasure to have you back and like you say you know we're looking forward to being better every day and we look forward to welcoming all of our guests
0: thank you thank you